Hospitality Careers. So hello and welcome back to Hospitality Careers. It is day two of Hospitality Apprenticeship Week. So we'll be talking about everything back of house. So we have three very special guests lined up for you today. So it is a slightly longer podcast, but please do keep listening to the end as you won't want to miss what we're talking about. Uh, So we'll get straight into it and we'll go over to Joe, who travelled down to Portsmouth last week to meet our first two special guests. So hello, Uh, I'm joined by Craig Parsons, the Apprenticeship Manager of Fuller's Pub Company, and also George, a Level 2 Apprenticeship at the Stillham West, which is a managed house down in Portsmouth run by Fuller's. Hello to you both. Good afternoon, Joe. So, um, Craig, let's start with you. So what does your job entail as Apprenticeship Manager? Um, so I manage apprenticeships, <laughs> ultimately. Um, it's going to be a quick podcast. Yeah, no. So um, predominantly, um, we look at I look after chef apprenticeships for Fullers. Um, background in chefing, worked in the apprenticeship provision before, so delivering apprenticeships for for a private company. Um, probably five years ago, I've now been at Fullers. So, um, so sort of ambition is to have sort of two hundred apprenticeships for Fullers chefs teams, and then we've actually extended this to the Bell and Dragon sites now. So. Um, we're actually advertising for their um, apprenticeship provision this year as well. So um, we're about to launch our level five foundation degree apprenticeship program with our, some of our high flying general managers. So why do you think fillers have backed apprenticeship programs so much? Um, so, so for me, um, you know, I think chef development over over the last sort of decade has been used as a retention tool more so than actually a development tool. Mm-hmm. So actually. The, the programs we run at Fillers were actually trying to slow down sort of that that career journey, and that's what might sound counterproductive actually. But we believe that you need a really strong, robust skill base to start your career off on, and only by doing sort of provision of weight, like day release program, we do you get that really strong, robust character and skill set as a chef. My ambition is to turn around development and actually use it as a pure development tool rather than just as what you know the industry probably expects now as a retention tool. You know, retention is a big thing, but I think if we get the development right, the retention piece will fall, mm. fall behind that. So, you know, and then the learner is the pure thing we look at whenever we launch an apprenticeship programme. If the programme's not right for the learner, we don't do the programme. So, is it more <coughs> just learning and uh, skills based an apprenticeship programme? Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the statistics we've looked at for people, why people leave our programme over the last five years is the biggest sort of challenges around mental health. Um, aspects, um, which is actually we're in a great position to be able to offer additional care uh, when it comes to an apprenticeship um, provision. Um, we've got every college that we work with, so we've got seven colleges we work with for our chef apprenticeship program now. They've all got dedicated wellbeing teams up at their up at their training venues, and it's you know as our apprentices go to those colleges once a week, they're you know that we, they really can go and have some impact with those those departments at the at the colleges, universities. So. Um, we've now implemented a well-being sort of channel or ethos at Fillers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our internal communication slash learning platform. Uh, we've got some great tools and resources on there to help with mental well-being. Um, it's just you know quite passionate in about the topic. You know I, myself, I've been through some mental health issues over the last sort of three or four years, so I sort of know where where some people's challenges are. And yeah, because I suppose a phrase that's branded around a lot with this industry is work hard, play hard. Mm. And as much as that is right, you know, yes, it's a, it's a fun industry to work in, there can come a lot of pressure with that. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, we've, we cap 
um, apprentices hours at a maximum of 45 per week if they're over 18. By law, we do it over a cap to 40 hours anyway, yeah. um, if they're under 18. Um, but just allows them to actually have a great start to their career rather than, you know, I think the traditional way of embedding a chef into a business would be like, right, here's 60, 70 hours a week, you know, crack on. But actually, we want to do the right thing for the individuals and you know, give them a great start to their career you know, and let them have the choice of when they want to work that later in their careers. So, you know, George, you might be able to give some enlightenment on, you know, your work-life balance. I mean... Yeah, no, I was going to say, well, George, why, um, why did you become an apprentice? I, in the first place? I went to college for probably two months, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't just sit there and be lectured for two hours, and then you got like a half hour break, and then you got lectured for two hours again. So now I look to be more hands on, so that's a reason why I picked an apprenticeship. In terms of like the work balance to my social life, I definitely I'm happy with my balance of. Working and yeah, definitely. I think I think that community. Well, from what I see out of you know just coming into some of your workshops, that community you have with your fellow apprentices who don't necessarily work at the same pub as you, you know, you get that balance at college as well. It's almost like a a social gathering when you get to college, but obviously once it starts, you're there to learn. So I bet you've got an incredible network people across different companies, different. Yeah, definitely. People at my workplace who I genuinely see on a daily basis, and then. once a week I'd see the people from college and then often the days out that fullers do, so we've done Parliament for the Apprenticeship Week and things like that. Brilliant, so um, what? So, so you mentioned that you tried out college and uh, you didn't like it, so why why, why a chef? Why do you become a chef? Are you still figuring that out? Yeah, <laughs> I'm still trying to work that out actually, yeah. I, I sometimes think what am I doing with that? Yeah. No, I wouldn't change it. So I couldn't work in an office now, I don't think now. I'd have a taste of what chefing's like but I don't know why I just sort of I, was, I needed a job so I was scrolling through and then the chef popped out I thought oh, I'd try that out yeah. so I couldn't cook or anything I couldn't do anything like my mum would really? used to do the cooking but now it's sort of the other way around so it's nice yeah are you running the pass yeah I have occasionally been, yeah, yeah I've, uh, I was on there on Saturday night um, I do a shift on Monday just, just me in charge Wow. It's like, quite intimidating, I think, for others that are 17 year olds just pushing everyone around saying, I'll do this. And, <laughs> uh, That's incredible. So you yeah. run your own shift, you yeah. run the class. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. So, what, uh, what kind of things have you learned on your apprenticeship? Obviously, do all culinary skills. Um, obviously, like practical lessons where we touch on different recipes, different knife skills, loads of things. And obviously, we learn about. Uh, there's four sections that's broken down. It's business and people. Behaviour. Yeah, I think communication, isn't it? Wow. So there's, there's a so lot in So it's not just, like you say, knife no, skills it's, it's and not this just, is how you build no, a dish. It's yeah, we do obviously dish development as well, things yeah. like that, design our own dish. Um, yeah, there's, it's more than just cooking. Yeah. There's loads of other skills that you can learn life skills from it as well. So, so these programmes, are they tailored to um, fillers or is it... Yeah, no, it's absolutely, I mean, we've, so there's seven colleges we've worked with, we've got three core colleges between the seven, um, and it's sort of the first time, I was quite proud to search, it's the first time I think a college has ever shared information with another college, a college rather, so we've got three core colleges, they all work off to the exact same scheme of work, so we've got some great sort of sharing of knowledge and, and practice okay. between three, um, and that those three colleges that will be fuller's only classes, because we can satisfy having a full class of fuller's, fuller's yeah. chefs, because we've got enough pubs and managed houses in that, that vicinity. Um, so yeah, they work off exactly the same model. Um, 
So, for example, if an apprentice wants to move up to London and get some London experience, they can join in with a, the college based up there if they moved from Hampshire. Um, and then they could just join in at the exact same point they left off. So we've got that great flexibility program that they can move around um, and not too much disruption really. So, um, you know. So when you were building that program, why was it so important for you to do split it between soft skills and sort of the culinary schools as skills as well? I think there's a big piece to be men- like mentally resilient in the kitchen. Um, so you don't just get that with cookery skills anymore. You know, you need that whole behaviour piece. You need to sort of reflect on your own behaviour and other people's behaviour as well at the same time. So, you know, we're not in this for a numbers game. Um, you know, we'll select our apprentices really robustly. Um, and we've taken out all the culinary element of that assessment because we're not we're not bothered if somebody can chop an onion on. I was saying my next question was going to be what do you look for <laughs> yeah. when, you, I mean, when you hire when you recruit I mean, I'm a massive believer that I'm not looking for whether somebody can chop an onion on a on a skills test at an assessment day, that's not why I'd put something in programme, because they're going to learn that hopefully on the, you know, that's the ambition to learn that on programme. Um, so there's a big piece around the resilience, the, the passion, the drive, you know. So yeah, telephone, well, initial application, telephone interviewed by the college or university, whichever provider they're, they're nearest to. Um, then they'll come, then they came to an assessment day at the college, which they do a team building exercise, a one-to-one interview, um, and then an English and maths assessment, just so we can see what level of English they're at to join the programme. Um, and then after that, they would get sent out to pub interviews so they could get to meet the pub manager, the head chef, and actually see if that environment's great for them. We're conscious that we don't want to make that journey too long. It's a comfortable journey as well. I, I, was was gonna say, I felt really That at, sounds at ease. quite intimidating. Yeah. No, it's very safe. They made you feel very comfortable. Really? Yeah, definitely. Um, wow. yeah. Not many people say yeah, that about job that. locations. <laughs> Just like podcasts, really, George, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's it's it. Yeah. Thanks for the <laughs> Um, oh wow, okay, so yeah, it all happened, was it quite quickly or was it um, uh, a two week period I'd say, yeah. Oh well, so that yeah, is very yeah, quick. Yeah, so it was alright, I think. Yeah. Two week period is sort of, we think is a great sort of time frame. And we also frame. done that, the mental health course as well, as part of it, the day over in the Stin and Waxed. We, um, we done the team building skills where we had the poles and we that, was it the pole? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was quite enjoyable. And then we done a, had a course on mental health as well, oh, leading wow. up to it. Um, and we'll raise that, you know, that whole mental health piece again when we do an induction day every year for mm-hmm. apprentices, whether they're new or whether they're progressing to the next level and they've been on an induction before with us, they'll come to the same, well, a similar induction to again mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just start sharing those stories. So Cool, so look, we've covered loads. Um, so, George, what advice, would, what do you give, say, a school leader? thinking about their next steps in terms of if they've just done GCSEs or A-levels, what bit of advice would you give them? Not to worry a lot. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people come out and think, oh, I've got to have it all planned out, and and you've got the rest of your life to take time, I think, so use the time, build skills, and always learn. Craig, you look very proud there, that moment. I did. (laughs) That was a really proud look. It's proud it's that, it is, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, how much has he met now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you both so much for coming. Right, thank you. It's been lovely talking to you. So, uh, thank you. No problem. Much. Thank you. Brilliant. Yeah. So, today we're joined by Richard Knight. He's an area chef from Slug and Lettuce, and he's dialing in from Milton Keynes. Hello, Richard. Hi, how are we? Very well, how are you? Yeah, very good. Hot today, very hot. Lovely evening, <laughs> weather that we never get. 
of course, of course. So, uh, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Obviously, what you do, where you work. Okay, so I um, work for Sluggeletics. I've been with the company for six years, and eleven months, and it is now twenty-five days. So, uh, been with them for seven years. Next week, um, I just um, been a kitchen manager, and then I progress through the programs to become an area chef. Amazing. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. I love the fact that you know how long you've been there down to the day. Yeah, it's, we have an app and it tells me. I read it earlier. <laughs> oh, good day. That's impressive. <laughs> so you're not counting down the days then? It's nothing like that? Oh, oh no, it's not like a prison sentence. It's not like that. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> so, Richard, can you tell us a bit about being an area chef? Yeah, so uh, being an area chef for Stony, um, I'm in, uh, I'm my area we have 12 sites, so all the KMs, they, if they have any problems, they come to me, uh, staff shortages, uh, any stock problems, any problems with specs when new menus roll out. Um, I also go and do like spec training with them, and um, yeah, things like that really. Um, Stonegate have an in-house audit system called LSS, and we have little competitions to gear up the kitchen teams uh, to get them ready for when they uh, they come round. So we're all five stars. So yeah, which I'm quite proud of because all the sites from my area are all five star at HO. So like, yeah, we're 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 in a good place. That's wow. incredible. Yeah, that's a great record to have. So, um, what uh, what made you become a chef in the first place? Uh, my parents ran pubs for years when I was a youngster, and I remember I was about eleven years old, and I was sitting at the bottom of our stairs of our in our pub, and you could see straight into our kitchen, and we had a lovely chef. He was a big robundus man, uh, very loud, very scary. He was like a gentle giant. I used to sit there and watch him for hours at the weekend, just watching him cook and cook. And then when I got a bit older, when I got to about 13, I got to do the exciting thing, like washing up. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. yeah Someone's so, got so, to. Yeah. Hey, Jews. Yeah, so then I got my first job as a pot wash in a uh, little country pub around the corner from us. Uh, got paid a great sum of £2 an hour. <laughs> Amazing. So you've obviously like really worked your way up, but can you tell us yes. a bit about like your apprenticeship and how that's helped you kind of get to where you are? So being a kitchen manager is very straightforward. You shout a lot and people like <laughs> answer back. Um, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so um, that's the basic job of a kitchen manager. No, it's not. No, not really. Um, but this, uh, with the apprenticeship, what I'm doing at the moment, the level four, is uh, taught me how to uh, like different people's learning styles. Whereas before, I was very strict in the way I I did, I did things. It was a uh, I show you one, I'll show you a twice, third time you I'll shout at you kind of thing. Whereas now I've learned that different people work in different ways, and that's helped me with that on the people side. And if you know into the business, like with kitchens, you work on specs and stuff like that but you never look into the P&Ls as much so when the manager goes you had a great week on food and you're like false boss and then that's all you have to hear of it whereas now like, I can look in the P&L and I can see where I can save bits on like consumables on the wages um, on labour as well and just where I can help the business 
as a whole now instead of just concentrating on food sales. So it's going to be helping now as well, looking more in depth into the business need. Amazing. So you look at the bigger picture now? Yes, most definitely now, yeah. Cool. And so would you, uh, would you, I'm, I'm guessing because of your great experience that you've had with the apprenticeships, you would recommend this? Well, yeah, definitely, because um, my second chef when I was at the Slugolettes where I was, he is on the uh, level four now as well. So he's taken over my position as KM because I moved on, and now he's doing it. So he's like following in my footsteps, so to speak. So with that in mind, what when you recruit um, either a new chef or whoever it might be, what do you look for in that person? Yeah, personality is key. Um, if you haven't got the right personality or the right like, kind of mindset and attitude, I, I, I can't teach that. I can teach you how to hold a knife, I can teach you how to fillet a fish or cut a, a chicken from the bone to a breast, but I can't teach you that attitude or personality, I can't teach that. That comes from within. That's incredible. So, uh, with the like, apprenticeship itself, what, how was that obviously giving you the skills to kind of progress so like... Also, my ideal is I really want to become working the food operations team or become a food trainer. So I love teaching people. I love like the fact that my second chef is now a kitchen manager. He's on the apprenticeship scheme. And he, when he started with me three years ago, he was just a mechanic, never worked in the kitchen, and now he's where he is now. And I think, I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, but I think a lot of that helps him working with me and me giving him my experience and what I can give to him. So that's what I want to do in the future is just teach all the people to become the best at what they can do and whatever they do. Yes, because your story is incredible. Because like you say, you started off, you know, um, as helping in your mum and dad's pub. And then you're now, you know, responsible for, you know, uh, huge businesses. You know, Slug and Lettuce is, is, you know, a a national company. Well, yeah, that's what I usually say. If I can do it, pretty much everyone else could. It's all about having the right mental attitude. That's one of my main beliefs. If you don't believe you can do it, you're not going to be able to do it. But you've always got to keep on pushing yourself and pushing others as well. If you haven't got people behind you, like, wanting to progress, then you can become complacent as well. Yeah. So if if there's someone behind you hungry and wanting to be where you are, and you're thinking, well, I've got got my game, because he might be taking my job. So it it keeps you going, keeps you motivated. I think the word is, yeah, motivated. Yeah, and I think that's across the whole hospitality industry. I think there's a lot, you know, there's competition at every every stage, you know, there's, but it's friendly competition. Oh, yes. There's, but yes, of course you're in competition, but you're still friends with them and you can still go and, you know, have a pint with them or whatever it is. I think it's quite a unique, unique place to work. Definitely, because, well, well, it it has been since I started out. You see more of the the team you work with than you do your own family, so it does become like the second family. And so what would you like advise people kind of starting out in the industry? Don't do it. No, I mean... No, um, just prepare, be prepared to learn, give it your all, and don't be afraid to fail. Just be yourself as well, and be honest to yourself, because you've just got to be happy in your work as well. Oh, that is yeah, some great advice. That's fantastic. Okay, well, I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Richard, we've got one more question. Oh, there we go. Yes. Um, 
Can you tell us what your signature dish is? Here we go. <laughs> oh, wow. Beans on toast. No, McDonald's. McDonald's. My signature dish. One of my first ever restaurants I worked in, we did a uh, curried monkfish tail with, uh, with um, barrel cucumbers, uh, roasted cucumbers, sorry. And that was brilliant with sticky white rice. That's probably my favourite go-to recipes if I could do it. Oh, fantastic. Yes, please. We'll have two of those. Right, well, thank you so much, Richard. Uh, It's been brilliant talking to you. You're very welcome. And thank you for your time. I'd just like to thank Craig, George and Richard for talking to us today. And thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you all again tomorrow where we'll be talking to another special guest to tell you all about Front of House. So we will see you then.